Hello and welcome to SAE Tomorrow Today, Unplugged. I'm your host, Grayson Brulte. Today's Unplugged is about experiences. As humans, we enjoy experiences. Those who drink wine, I, I like a great glass of wine, or a bottle for a matter of fact. It's great to have a great glass of wine with friends over a lively conversation or a debate about what direction the stock price is going to go or whether we're going to be in a recession. If we're going to be in a recession, are we going to have a hard landing or a soft landing? Don't know, but it's a great debate, and it's always it's always more fun having it over a glass of wine or sharing that bottle with a friend. For those individuals that like to race cars, they enjoy the day at the track. They like to put the the pedal to the metal and let it zoom down around those turns. That that's what they do. And for those of us who enjoy travel, I enjoy travel, see the world. We're always looking for that next adventure. What is that next high? That thing that we're going to find enjoyment from. What do all these things have in common? They're experiences. It's experiences like these that drive us to spend our hard-earned income. Having a great bottle of wine with a friend or a family member, that's an experience. Racing a car is an experience. Traveling to the Greek Isles, that's an experience. We all as humans want to experience something. We want to feel something. We want to smell something. We want to be a part of something. And this is exactly what's happening in the U.S. economy. In March, spending growth grew 3.3%. That's right. Even with the Fed raising quarter basis point and half a basis point, we grew 3.3%. That's right, 3.3%. This growth, what was it driven by? You guessed it. Experiences. And dining. When we eat at a restaurant... That's an experience. Restaurants where we go for a great meal or to celebrate a birthday or for that special occasion. Perhaps it's it's a date night with your significant other. It's still an experience. Restaurants are part of our experience DNA. We look forward to going to a restaurant. Or some individuals, they even, heck, they even travel to, for restaurants. They fly half, halfway around the world to go to a three-star Michelin restaurant. Take Noma, for example, the former world's number one restaurant based in Copenhagen, Denmark. Incredible. He ate reindeer. People flew halfway around the world to eat reindeer. Yes, reindeer. Now they've closed their doors and they opened a limited time pop-up in Kyoto, Japan. The price for that meal, if you're wondering, if you were even able to get a reservation, $820 per person U.S. for the combined food and drink pairing. Okay? That doesn't include the travel. If you're if you're in L.A. and you're flying over there, that's your airfare. That's another three or $4,000. You're in New York, perhaps it's $5,000. Okay, that's a... It's a very expensive meal, not including your hotel in Kyoto. Probably going to run you 1000 US a night. The dinner for two is it's over $1,600. Okay, you factor in your airfare, your hotel, that's a, that's a $10,000 experience. But was it the $10,000? No, it was the experience. The experience was priceless. You got to eat at, at one of the world's most famous restaurants and some say the world's best restaurant. You were there. You were part of that club. That experience is priceless. Priceless experiences, that's what's driving leisure in travel spending, which are up collectively 24.4% and 18.2% as compared to February 2023. Ling Hao, co-president for APAC at MasterCard, said in a recent interview with Bloomberg that MasterCard sees a quote-unquote, a clear shift in Chinese consumers who are now spending more on experiences like dining and traveling instead of buying items. I repeat... Now spending more on experiences like dining and traveling. Here we go. Experiences are growing, as we just heard here in the data. Is this a short-term trend in the data, or is this a sign of things to come? Me? 
I think it's a sign of things to come. It's, in my opinion, it's it's only going to be accelerated with the scaling of robo taxis in multiple cities around the world. We're seeing robo taxi scale. Cruise is operating in San Francisco. They're operating in Austin, Texas. They're operating in Phoenix. Waymo is operating in San Francisco, Chandler, Phoenix, Los Angeles. And, and more cities are coming online soon. Cruise is publicly announced they're going to Dubai. Okay, robo-taxis are now going global. But after you ride in a robo-taxi for the first time, it gets boring. Eh, okay. But the first time, it's an experience. Consumers want that experience. And then after that, it becomes utility. It becomes Uber. A simple way to get you from point A to B. Today, are robo-taxis profitable? Not even close. Will they be profitable tomorrow? Yes, but in my opinion, the margins when they are profitable will be extremely thin until they can repay all the investment. Well, how do we change this? Let's put on our Wall Street hat for a minute. Okay, so we're looking at economics. We're determining we've got an emerging business. We've got demand. How do we make margins? Experiences. How do we continue that, that livelihood of one individual the first time they want to get that? Experiences. Well, it's time to introduce an experience layer and charge the passenger for that experience. You're based down here in South Florida, grew up a damn Reno fan. Imagine being able to ride to a Miami Dolphins football game in an autonomous vehicle with Dan Reno. You can talk about the memories with Don Shula and Clayton, all the throws he did. And if you're kind of feeling cocky, a little arrogant, you can ask Dan why he never won a Super Bowl. But that's a conversation for another day. Either way, it's an experience. It's something you as a consumer would pay for. How cool is this? The vehicle's driving itself. You're having a conversation with Dan Marino. Priceless, as we said from the MasterCard slogan. It's absolutely priceless. Or how about this? Imagine riding in an autonomous vehicle to a concert to see your favorite band and not having to wait in line to park or, or drive home. And you can drink a little more. It's great for the margins of the concert venue. You do not have to drive home. Good perks. Not great. You can just hire a driver today if you want that, the fancy route, or you, you can get an Uber. But what if we took us to the, the next level and we use the term that Walt Disney coined, we plus it. Let's make it a great experience. Let's add some augmented reality or commonly known as AR to the experience and have the vehicle become a rolling concert experience with exclusive footage and music that you've never seen or heard before. Imagine rolling the concert and you're hearing all this exclusive Rolling Stones footage. Hey, that's an experience, something that you'll pay for. Consumers have proven time and time again they'll pay for experiences. Consumers, furthermore, will pay for brands. And they'll pay for conveniences. The Rolling Stones customer, they tend to be older, more affluent. They want convenience. They want the experience. This is a strategy that Chris Squire, CEO of American Express, has implemented absolutely strategically brilliant during the depths of the pandemic. What does Mr. Squire do? He he raises the annual fee of the American Express Platinum Card to $695 from $550. Spending a support on American Express cards going down and Mr. Squire raises it. Guess what? It worked. You wanted to become a member. You wanted to be a part of the American Express Club. Bold move, I say. It was a complete bold move. And I said earlier it worked. Yes, it did because American Express grew revenue and the stock price increased 20.31% from January 2020 to today. No small feat for a company that underwrites risk and is heavily dependent on spending. You have an American Express card, you don't use it. They don't make money because they get the transaction fees. What is what is American Express at its core? It's a lifestyle brand. It's a brand that consumers around the world aspire to become a member. You don't have a credit card. 
you're a member. You have an Amex. You're a member of that crowd. You aspire to be a part of that crowd. When you become a member, as I said, you're, you're part of that club. You're part of that crowd. And becoming part of that club comes with its own perks. It's not just, hey, this is cool. I can name drop. I got an Amex. I got a Platinum or If you're a big baller, you got a Centurion card. But even if not that, you become part of the club with its own perks. You, you, you travel around airports. You go in the Centurion Lounge. Or if you're in New York City, you go to the private dining club Centurion New York. Now, who's the chef? Daniel Balloon, no less. Okay? That's an experience. In the future, these perks will come with exclusive autonomous vehicle experiences, in my opinion. If you, if you follow what American Express is doing, go to the U.S. Open. Well, they got the Amex box. Go to Coachella. They got the Amex experience. American Express, it's, it's an experience brand. You're a member. You're part of the club. And it's not just American Express that will be able to leverage autonomy to create experiences. Globally, vertically integrated brands such as Louis Vuitton will benefit. That's right, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton will benefit, and in my opinion, in the future, Louis Vuitton will become one of the most profitable autonomous vehicle companies in the world. My question is, what's he talking about? I'm not talking about making the vehicle. They're going to control the experience. They're going to build and design the interior. And they're going to own the margins. The LVMH is its not a fashion house. It's, In my opinion, it's one of the, the world's best-run companies. Mr. Bernard Arnault, who, who runs it as CEO, he knows how to channel your wants, desires, and needs while wrapping them into a package that you'll pay a premium for. Let's look at Tiffany, for example. They paid $18 billion U.S. for Tiffany. It was ho-dumb. The brand was run down. It was, it was in a mall. It had, it had no cachet, no... No aspiration to buy it. You'd walk into a Tiffany store, and Mr. Arnaud documented this once. There was dust, and there's water bottles. What Tiffany experiences is that? You get an item for $100. That's not Tiffany. That's not luxury. That's approachable. So what do they do? They got the brand. They shut down the flagship on, on Fifth Avenue. Yes, for the ladies listening, you can go have breakfast at Tiffany's because they are putting breakfast at Tiffany's in the Tiffany. You can go have that Audrey Hepburn experience. And you can't get an item now for under $500. What is it now? It's a luxury brand. Tiffany's back. And now you're going to be happy to pay the premium for Tiffany. Why? You want the experience. You want to be associated with the little green box known as the brand. You want to be associated with it. You might appreciate the craftsmanship, but more importantly, you want to live the LVMH lifestyle. This is where autonomous vehicles come into the picture. LVMH, the holding company, Louis Vuitton Bois Hennessy, they own Belmont, they own Cheval Blanc, both hotels and wine, really great wine, really great hotels, I must say. And and both Cheval Blanc and the Belmont, they own some of the finest exclusive hotels in the world, from the Cheval Blanc St. Barth Isle de France to the Splendido in Portofino, Italy. What do these destinations both have in common in two different continents? One in the French West Indies and, and one in Northern Italy? They're both destinations that are exclusive. They're destinations that are built around experiences. Now, factor in autonomous vehicles as experiences. Imagine just arriving at the SPH airport as you come down and you do the famous drop, which is not that bad. It's it's, it's kind of cool and you get used to it. And at the SPH airport, you're picked up by an autonomous vehicle that was designed by LVMH. The look and has the look and the feel of the, of the LVMH lifestyle. And when you sit, when you arrive in that vehicle, you're in St. Bart's, you're relaxed, you feel the trade winds, you get into the vehicle with your family, your luggage is taken in another vehicle, don't worry about that, they'll take care of that for you. After all, it's an experience. And let's see, you have your choice. Do you want a bottle of Krug? Do you want a bottle of Dom Perignon to sip on your 10-minute journey to the Maison? Both are run by Dom Perignon and LVMH. Before you even get there, 
you'll follow what, what, what champagne you prefer and it's already chilled waiting there for you. That's an experience. That's what vertical integration gets you. It allows you to leverage brands to deliver experiences. But let's 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 do this. Let's take this one step further and offer you the opportunity to purchase an exclusive handbag that you can order while riding in the vehicle in St. Bart's. You're shipping champagne. You just flew into St. Bart's. I'm going to offer you the handbag. Yes, a handbag. The new it bag. That's right. The new it bag. I'll give it to you. I'm going to charge you $10,000 for that. You're shipping the champagne. You're feeling great. You buy the bag. Oh, I win. I'm the house. They call me the casino if you want to use that term. I got a 46% profit margin in it. Okay. I'm charging you 2,000 euros a, a night for your room. The bag you paid 10,000 euros for. I made a profit of 4,600 euros. I didn't charge you for the Riding Thomas vehicle. I didn't charge you for the bottle of Dom Perignon. I didn't charge you for the bottle of Krug. But what I did, I charged you for the bag and I made 4,600 euros. And oh, by the way, your 2,000 euro night room, I charged you 100 euros a night for, for to take you there. That's a very profitable ride. What does this become? This experience becomes the most profitable autonomous vehicle ride in history. I repeat, the most profitable autonomous vehicle ride in history. You factor it in there. Let's say you're at the, the Mason for, for, for four nights. Okay. I made a 5,100 euro profit. Just taking you to and from the airport on a 10-minute drive up the hill, down the hill to the Mason. That's right. 10 minutes, 5,100 euros. I'll take that margin all day long. These are margins. Yes. Are they large margins? Yes. Are they going to bother you? Are you going to think about how much money are, are they making on this? No, 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 no. You're going to think about how cool an experience this is. You're going to put it on TikTok. You're going to put it on Instagram. You're going you're gonna to brag all about it. I think it's the greatest thing in the world. Why? For most individuals, it's a, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's something that you aspire to be a part of. And to get that experience, there's probably going to be a multi-year waiting list. Can't get in the Maison. There's only 42 rooms. Probably only going to be two or three vehicles. You might have to wait a long time, but you want to get the photo. You want to get the story. You want the TikTok dance. Well, that, that's not just St. Bart's and all the fronts, okay? We can expand this around the world. Let, let, let's go back to Portofino, Italy. We're staying at the, at the Splendido. To get to the Splendido, if you're going to fly commercial, you're most likely you're going to land in Milan for the roughly one hour and 30 minute drive to Portofino. But upon ar arriving, you go to the vehicle and like, wait a second, the Last Supper, it's here in Milan. So you ask the car, say, hey car, take me to see Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper. No problem, sir. No problem, ma'am. The car whisks you away, secures your tickets, and drives you to see The Last Supper. Well, then all suddenly the car windows become augmented with a visual history of Leonardo da Vinci, narrated by none other than Walter Isaacson. He wrote the biography on da Vinci. He's narrating it. It's all powered by AI. Now you take experiences and you incorporate it with AI and augmented reality. You have the future. This is an experience. This is the future. This is where we're heading. In the future, autonomous vehicles will become an experience that consumers will demand. They'll crave it. They will absolutely demand it and crave it. It's not just the high-end luxury experiences that will benefit from autonomous vehicles. It's also the amusement park business because at the end of the day, amusement parks, they're experiences. You go to Disney World, it's an experience. The kids want to meet Mickey, Minnie, and in my case, I, I want to see my buddy Goofy. Okay, It's an experience, and a lot of those individuals that... 
that are going to Disney World, they might not live here in Florida. They, they live somewhere else around the world. They fly into MCO. And MCO has a really great, wonderful nickname. You could probably guess and yes. Mickey's Corporate Office. I repeat, Mickey's Corporate Office. That's what MCO stands for. Not really, but that's what I call it because you're going there and you're going to drop $10,000 at Disney World because you're going for the experience. You're going for the what Disney calls the magic. And in the future, you'll be able to summon an autonomous vehicle with a tap of a button inside the Disney app. The Disney app will already know your preferences of who your favorite characters are. Okay, You get in the vehicle and it goes, Hi, kids, I'm Goofy. And you have an augmented reality version of Goofy driving you to your hotel at Disney World. That becomes an experience, or perhaps you don't want that, and the kids just want to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Well, that's there too, because it all knows your preferences. And as a parent, that's an experience that you'll pay for. And one day you will be able to pay for it, because the future of autonomy is experiences. Sitting back and watching this technology evolve and change, it's going to be fascinating to, to watch as companies develop these experiences and, and what role Thomas vehicles will play in those experiences. It's coming. To achieve this, we just have to use our imaginations. Use your imagination. You can build it. Perhaps you'll build the experience of the future. Perhaps you'll build the next vertically integrated company and do extremely well. Because this is Unplugged, and that is the future. If you've enjoyed this episode of SAE Unplugged, follow me on Twitter at GBRULTE or send a note to podcast at SAE.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Love to know your feedback and your opinions. Today is tomorrow. Tomorrow is today. The future is experiences. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to join us next week as we speak with Tom Walker, CEO at DroneUp. On this episode, we'll discuss DroneUp's commercial deployments and the company's focus on safety. SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.